podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Birmingham 2022 is set to have the largest ever female and para-sport programme in history. In fact, more medals will be won by women at these games than men. The first time in any multi-sporting event that that has happened. I'm Michael. And I'm John, and as we bring our Brums the Word with Cookery Sports preview podcast to a close, what, be- <laughs> what better way to celebrate than to have three leading women of English sport on the show? All multiple Commonwealth, Olympic, European and world medalists. Dame Laura Kenny tells us what it's like being home at the London 2012 Velodrome for the Commonwealth Games of Birmingham 2022. But even the smell like, just brings back memories. Well, it is my favourite track and I think it, and it always going to be, you know. Emily Campbell, Britain's first ever female Olympic weightlifting medalist and carrying the England flag tonight. To obviously lead the team out with the flag, yeah, it's so special and I'm really looking forward to doing it alongside Jack. Um, I think we're, uh, we're up for the job and we hope we're going to uh, do the nation proud. And Christina Hurugu, World, Olympic and Commonwealth 400 metres champion, now coaching and mentoring a big Team England medal hope in his hometown of Brum. I say to Matthew to enjoy it. I think he's in a great shape of his life. Also coming up, our last roundup of the news from the Games and your last chance for an exclusive discount from the Cookery website, just for listening. This is Brum's The Word with Cookery Sports, the official kit supplier for Team England. A podcast from anything but footy. So here we are, John. Opening ceremony Mm. day is here. Birmingham is waiting. Birmingham is expectant. We've had two nights of rehearsals. Seen one or two little things on social media. But Mm -hmm. as ever, going back to what Danny Boyer asked 10 years ago in London, save the surprise. But some people that have been to those uh, opening ceremony rehearsals said it brought tears to their eyes as Birmingham will tell its story to open the games. There's going to be, we understand, a bit of a Peaky Blinders theme (laughs) to it. And the opening cultural sequence is a love letter, not just to Birmingham, but to the West Midlands. It may be England's second city. Well, they say England's second city. You go to Manchester and you say, what is England's second city? They'll say Manchester. Go but to Leeds Birmingham. and they'll say, what is England's second city? They'll go Leeds. Come to Birmingham and say, what is England's second city? They'll say London. <laughs> but for the next week and a half, it will be here in Birmingham, the centre of the sporting world. So on this episode, we're delighted to be focusing on another first for Birmingham, the largest ever female participation in the Games. And what's more, more medals up for grabs than the men. About time, frankly. And as we've said before on the podcast, the track cyclists won't be with me here in Birmingham for their four days of sprints, pursuits, Kieran's and scratch races. But one person who's delighted with that decision is arguably Britain's greatest ever sportswoman. I'm talking about Dame Laura Kenny. There may be a leisure centre in her hometown of Chesson bearing her name, but as she's been telling John, the London 2012 velodrome in Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park is what she really calls home. Today was my first session back on the track and um, I just love it here. Like it, just everything about it. Um, I, I just love the fact, even when I'm walking down the stairs and it sounds so stupid, but even the smell like just brings back memories. Um, and it's just, it's always going to be a track that, well, it is my favourite track. And I think it, and it always, it, it's always going to be, you know, like I didn't, I, I grew up really quite close to this velodrome. So it's always going to feel like this is my local or home track. I've sort of come at it like really relaxed. Um, 
and like just even doing the team sessions just then just feels so different and obviously it was always going to because it, we've got two of us that went to the olympics and two of the young ones um but yeah i feel i feel more relaxed than ever to be honest i feel like oh, i'm literally just gonna go and race my bike um and it's it's almost bringing more joy like oh, i'm so excited just to get out in front of a home crowd again because you don't get it that often and especially on london i love london following on from that your memories of glasgow 2014 I think you, I remember you telling me then that you were unwell most of the week. And I think porridge was your superpower that made you get through it. It's the only thing you actually ate uh, that week in Glasgow. So your memories of Glasgow. We were laughing about it the other day, actually, because obviously Chris Newton was my coach then. Um, and he only had us for that year. And uh, I remember going to him. I woke up at like 2 a.m. and I went to the doctor and I said, I'm in severe pain. Like something's really wrong um, with my uh, kidneys. Like just... I, I just felt like I had food poisoning and everything that was telling me was I'd had food poisoning. And then I went to our doc and he was just like, your temperature's through the roof. And I went down to Chris like, oh, I, I'm not sure I should even do this pursuit because it was IP day. And Chris was like, oh, you'd be fine. And, and it was literally awful. It was one of the worst races I'd ever done. And then I spent the next two days being sick right up until the points race. And then Chris was like, just eat bland. And so I did. I just lived on porridge for the next 24 hours and just fingers crossed that everything was fine. And luckily it was. <laughs> but at the time, I just remember thinking, why am I doing this? This is just awful. I think as the UK, um, the Commonwealth Games is ranked really quite high. Um, I think if you were to go and ask an everyday person, um, like what are the two events, the sporting events that they enjoy the most, I think you'd always get the Olympic Games and the Commonwealth Games. I think they rank the Commonwealth Games much higher than a World Championships or any of the others, you know, that we compete in a European Championships or whatever. Um, it's just a shame that it is a Games, but for us, there's not that many points associated with it in terms of your Olympic qualification. And you mentioned about the Olympics, obviously no crowds there. There will be this time back in London. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, actually, because for me, obviously, I've been to lots of villages. I went to the Delhi village. Glasgow was a village. Um, obviously, London, um, Rio. But Tokyo wasn't a village. And this isn't a village either, because obviously we're racing in London and the Commonwealths are actually in Birmingham. So there's a few people um, like Josie Knight who've never actually experienced the village kind of situation and the build up. And that I find that such a shame, but I just keep saying to her, but the one biggest difference is you are going to have a home crowd. I mean, I think the velodrome's actually sold out. And so I, I was like, you're going to have a completely different experience because it is just going to be insane in there. If it's even half of what we had at the Olympics and the um, atmosphere that that ball, it, it would be mind blowing for someone like Josie. Um, like I honestly, yeah, I just feel... Um, yeah, well, it's just nice being back on this track. It's just nice to have a home crowd again. It was great to see a smiling Laura Kenny on that call with some other journalists. You've probably seen some of the articles in the papers uh, this week. And she wasn't really planning on being here for these games because, of course, she was pregnant. And she's only won one gold medal, as we heard, in Glasgow in 2014 in the past. But fate obviously played its hand somewhat. And she's admitted throwing herself back into cycling was just what she needed. Laura's in good heart, good shape. And she's back, as you say, Michael, in her home, the velodrome. And also 
also, what's really interesting, she's actually staying in the old athlete's village of London 2012 with her parents and her son, Albie, in an Airbnb. So 10 years on from the games where she made her name. She's going for three goals at these Commonwealths. It could be emotional for so many reasons for her. Good luck to Laura Kenny, all of the team cyclists and Sir Jason Kenny as well, who's coaching Team England, of course, now and actually staying with the athletes in a nearby hotel. So not uh, with Laura and Albie this time. This is Brum's The Word with Cookery Sports still to come. The team in flag bearers for tonight's Birmingham 2022 opening ceremony. How will they carry the flag and news from the Games? And just for listening, you can get your hands on a saving on the full range of official Team England merchandise. Go to the website, cookerysports.com. Use the discount code ABF2022 when you get to the checkout. That is an exclusive offer just for listening to anything but footing. Now, Team England announced their flag bearers for the opening ceremony later. Leading the team of more than 400 athletes will be diver Jack Law and weightlifter Emily Campbell. Jack made his Commonwealth Games debut in Delhi in 2010 and has won six medals, including five golds at these Games, whilst Emily made history in Tokyo last year as the first British woman to win a weightlifting medal. In a moment, we'll speak to Emily, but first let's hear Jack talking to Michael. Congratulations. What does it mean to you to have the co-honour of carrying the Team England flag into that opening ceremony? It's obviously a massive achievement. Um, to carry the flag with Emily as well, um, such a huge figurehead within her sport and a massive role model to to women in sport is is honestly a massive achievement. You know, there's been some unbelievable athletes carry that flag before me, and um, to be named amongst one of those is a huge achievement for myself and for my sport as well. Um, and I just can't wait to get out there and carry the flag. You use the phrase role model. You are a role model, but I don't imagine you wake up in the morning and think Jack Law. Commonwealth Games multi-medalist Olympic medalist role model no no of course not you know to me I'm just a this is just my my day job it's just something that I I, I am so proud and honoured to be able to do a job that I love um, and one that I get to represent my country as well but I never wake up and think that but like I say you know there have been some unbelievable athletes before me and um, to be named amongst one of those you know maybe some people do see me as that but for me I just I, I take every day as it comes and I enjoy my sport I'm, I'm really loving diving again and I'm just so excited to get out there and try and retain as many titles as I can. How did you find out? Um, Mark pulled us all into Mark England pulled us all into a uh, the tent last night and just had a what started out feeling like a bit of a stern word to be honest with you um, talking about the values of Team England I was like oh my god we're going to get told off but um, no he's a lovely guy and um, you know he started talking about the flag bearing and then I was thinking oh I wonder who this is going to be potentially I wonder if he's just announcing who it's going to be um, and he said my name and I was almost a bit I don't know I don't know, I even know how to describe it. I couldn't even speak. I was, he, he said Jack Law and I was like, what do I do? Everyone's clapping at me and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what. But it's, you know, it's honestly a massive achievement and, um, and to have my teammates and my peers and my girlfriend and my coach there as well to, to hear the great news was huge. So um, yeah, a, a really, really special moment that I'll remember for a long time. Family connections here in the West Midlands as well. Tell us about those. Plus, what has it meant for the people back home in North Yorkshire? Yeah, it's um, a really, really special place for me. You know, this is where my mum grew up. Um, it's where my grandma um, is from as well. Um, so having those connections and family ties to this area is, is very, very pivotal for me. You know, my mum is very proud of where she's from. Um, and to have the, you know, the amazing facility built in Sandwell um, and to be able to represent her part of 
her heritage and where she's from is, is massive. Um, but, you know, I always, when I step out onto that board, I'm always representing Ripon, Harrogate and Leeds, um, my three hometowns. And, um, you know, I am very, very lucky that I've got three amazing places that I am extremely proud to, to represent. Um, and I can't wait to get out there, you know, try and add to my medal tally that I've had from the Commonwealth Games previously um, and represent my hometowns. You mentioned your grandma. You talked earlier, didn't you, that you lost her relatively recently and mm. you're going to go out there and carry that flag in, in her memory? Of course, yeah. You know, my grandma was such a, an amazing woman um, who lived a very, very long life um, and was extremely supportive and proud of everything that I've achieved in my career. And, um, you know, she, she was an amazing woman and, and I can't wait to get out there and carry that flag in her honour and, try and um, try and do my best for her as well. And what's the plan with the carrying? Are you going to be a one arm outstretched? You and Emily going to do it in shifts? She's a weightlifter, so she is. yeah, she's a weightlifter, so it should be light work for her, really. But you know, I'm a bit short as well, so I think I'm going to have to carry the bottom, and she's going to be waving the top. And um, we haven't really got into that yet. I think we're going to have to practice, do a bit of like strictly practice. You know, we're going to have to work out the waving left to right and everything. But now I think we're just going to go out there and just have a good time. You know, I think both of us want to just experience it for what it is, and and not be too strict and sensible about it. Just go out there and be ourselves, and and wave that flag proud. Well, enjoy it. Well done. Thank you you so much. Emily, congratulations. How does it feel to know you are going to lead your nation out at a huge sporting event, the Commonwealth Games? Yeah, it's as big as uh, what you just said there, you know, to to be a part of an open ceremony, to be part of the Games like this is special in itself, but to obviously lead the team out with the flag, yeah, it's so special, and I'm really looking forward to doing it alongside Jack. Um, I think we're uh, we're up for the job, and we hope we're going to do the nation proud. Jack's told me he's going to wave, you're going to carry, but you might do a bit of practice. What is the plan for the actual carrying of the flag between the two of you? Well, it sounds like Jack's, you know, already got a plan in place, which is, it sounds like a good plan. But yeah, we'll definitely have a practice, I think, before we get out, because we don't want to, uh, we don't want to fumble it in front of everyone and in front of the whole nation on BBC. So yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll definitely come up with something. I mean, we're good because we're a little bit height different, so one can tackle the bottom and one can tackle the top. <laughs> What memories, if any, do you have of opening ceremonies? Are they important for athletes? Most definitely. I think it's the first time that an athlete really believes that they're at the Games. Um, You know, I was very, very lucky that I got to walk in the Tokyo uh, 2021 um, Olympic one because obviously there wasn't many people because of COVID. But, you know, it was still so special, even though you walked into an empty stadium. There's still the music and the walking and knowing that you was walking in front of thousands of people watching at home was so special and obviously Gold Coast as well I remember you know so vividly and that was my first ever game so I didn't really know what to expect but it is so special and I think it's everybody every athlete goes right this is real now we're at the games and, and it's showtime. And you are representing the majority of the team because there's more women than men this time around which is a great thing and unbelievably we've not had joint flag bearers before that seems a baffling decision to me yeah no I think it's really special I think it's so special to see you know both a man and a woman walking with the flag together in harmony I think that's what we want to portray to you know everybody across the world that we are we are in harmony that yes we might compete separately as women and men but we you know we're together as one Um, and I think it's really special and yeah like we said you know more women than men and, and it's an amazing amazing step for women's sport What does this event mean to you? You're a Midlands sports person, you're a Midlands weightlifter, Nottingham, training North Derbyshire as well, here in the West Midlands. What does it mean to be in Birmingham? 
yeah, everything, you know. I, I came to Birmingham a lot as a child, still come to Birmingham quite a lot now, competed in Alexander Stadium before as athletics. So Birmingham is really special to me and obviously we've been from down the road. So yeah, and I think, you know, it's still quite surreal that we're here in Birmingham and the games are happening in Birmingham. I think we keep going, oh my God, we can't believe we're here. But no, it's amazing. And the, the city seems to have really embraced the games. You know, there's so many things like the opening ceremony kit's been made in Birmingham. The medals have been made in Birmingham. And I think that makes it even much more special that, you know, the city are really, really embracing it. And when you think back to that track and field pass, that stadium's changed a bit now, hasn't it? It has. And you know, I haven't even seen the finished product yet. So that will obviously be a, a first when we get to uh, Alexander Stadium on Thursday. And I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the seats not falling apart and seeing a nice shiny new stadium. And just finally, here to win the gold? Of course, everybody. if everybody comes to win the gold, everybody wants to, to, to go on the top step. But, you know, I'm in shape, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I'm strong, and I'm going to go out there and leave it all out there. Enjoy that opening ceremony as well. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Emily Campbell and Jack Law, who will be carrying the flag for England in tonight's opening ceremony at the Alexander Stadium. And it's great that the Commonwealth Games have adopted what the Olympics did in Tokyo, of course, Mm. uh, with a male and a female flag bearer. And it will be Jack and Emily uh, with the job for Team England. Team Northern Ireland have Michaela Walsh, the boxer, and Martin McHugh, who's at his seventh games, a lawn bowler. Uh, carrying their flag, for example. So I think it will be a really good opening ceremony. I love an opening ceremony, as you know. Really looking forward <laughs> to getting out um, to Perry Bar. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see that kind of cultural presentation in the early stages. We know uh, we've got some great, terrific live music, Duran Duran topping yeah. the bill. I think they'll be a big part of the ceremony. Probably the Paul McCartney role at the end of the ceremony. With of the course. With a better big brummy band, <laughs> big brummy band led by Simon Le Bon, and we'll see the parade of the nations, seventy-two nations and territories. So you know, less than half the size of what we see at the Olympics, which makes it a more palatable watch <laughs> if you are in the crowd. And what's always interesting about the Commonwealth Games parades is they don't usually do it in alphabetical order like you see at the Olympics. They tend to do it kind of uh, continent by continent. So what we might see is the teams from Oceania coming out first, then maybe the Americas, maybe Africa, then Asia, and then probably Europe last week with Team England, of course, being the final team into the arena. So there'll be some some formalities as well. The the Commonwealth Games flags will be be raised. There um, There will be a performance of the Commonwealth Games hymn, of course, there'll be plenty of speeches might go and grab a cup of tea during uh, the majority of those and then the big moment when we'll find out who are the final baton bearers and they will be handing that baton to the prince of wales who'll be representing the queen he will read that message out from the queen that she she stuffed in that baton over a year ago at buckingham palace before handing it to kadena cox and then it will be prince charles who will declare the games open Mm, can't wait. It's going to be a spectacular, as you say, uh, setting at the Alexander Stadium. Time for some other news from the Games now. And the Commonwealth Games Federation President, Dame Louise Martin, has said that these Games has a zero tolerance when it comes to drugs in sport. The Commonwealth Games Federation has signed a new agreement with the World Anti-Doping Agency here in Birmingham to encourage clean sport across the 72 nations and territories. As Michael explained in the last episode of Brums the Word, Birmingham stepped in to host these Games when Durban was stripped of hosting them in 2017. And we know the baton is being handed to Victoria in Australia for 2026. Michael's already playing his flight, I would have thought. Uh, But good to see this week that the Commonwealth Youth Games next year, 2023, blimey how time flies, will be staged not in England or Australia, but Trinidad 
and Tobago. Yes, a new name of staging things. It was postponed in 2021 due to the pandemic, but hopes are high. It'll be an amazing event in the twin Caribbean islands. Could I go to that one, please? Nope. Now, back to Birmingham 2022, and you will have heard us talk about Matthew Hudson-Smith. In fact, he was one of our guests on Brums the Word with Cookery Sports in an earlier episode, talking about how he'd grown up running at the Alexander Stadium, and he can't wait to compete at his home games. Now, he won a bronze medal, as you know, at the recent World Athletics Championships in the States in the 400 metres. He's been working with Olympic Commonwealth and world champion Christina Horrigan, who won silver at London 2012 in her home games. I was there that night, actually. Uh, John has been managing to speak to her about her role as a mentor and coach. You're Coach Christine now. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I'm, I'm good enough to fill the shoes of the great coaches that have gone before me, but I think I'm just doing the bit I can. It's my sister that I'm looking after. I call it looking after because she doesn't really listen to me anyway. So... <laughs> But, you know, I know 400, I know my sister, so it's just a good match. And our coach did pass away last year, so it really was in, uh, incumbent upon me to do the best I could to see her through the season. Commonwealth Games coming up. What can you also keeping an eye on, or he told us, that, he, that Matthew <laughs> Hudson-Smith yes. calls you quite regularly? Yes. And Matthew's uh, been someone I've looked after for a long time. I've known him for a long time. So, um, yeah, him and my sister are the ones that I really do spend a lot of time uh, looking after. But, yeah, he's been an absolute, absolute pleasure to work with. I, I have really high hopes for him, and I think that, you know, deservedly so. A really, really nice young man, and he has a genuine heart for the sport, genuine heart for doing well. And, yeah, I, really, I, you know, I, wish him, I wish him nothing but the best, and I really do hope that I can help him achieve what he believes he can achieve because he's about to do what you did which is perform at his home games he's yes, going to be in Birmingham yes, yes. for the Commonwealth Games what advice would you have for him <laughs> uh what advice would I that's a good question I haven't even thought about that I do. yeah I suppose we've been so busy preparing for the for the world champs um I say to Matthew to enjoy it I think he's in a great shape of his life and to be in a great shape of your life running you know in a once in a lifetime opportunity in your in your home home stadium is 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 something that you really have to cherish but in all of that you still have a job to do <laughs> so I probably would advise him not to get too carried away you can enjoy everything once you've finished <laughs> great to see Christine she's so honest that's what I just love about <laughs> her she's great to talk to um, she's even better now speaking to her than when we used to try and interview her after a 400 meter race because she was absolutely exhausted and and I never understood why but you when you realize how tough and Michael Johnson says it doesn't he the 400 meter races are the toughest races on the track so great to see her uh, recently and uh, good luck to Matthew Hudson Smith and all of Team England of course at these games this is Brum's the word from anything but footy brought to you with Cookery Sports the official kit provider for Team England and for all your bespoke sportswear needs. If you want to get your merch to support Team England, go to their website, cookerysports.com. So it's hello and it's goodbye from Birmingham. Thank you so much for following us as we built up to the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. But do keep listening, do keep following anything but footy as there'll always be more to come.
Social Podcast Network.